Hello and welcome to Your Magic. I'm Michelle T, and today we have an extra special podcast for you. It is a partial recording of Your Magic Live, a for real IRL in person show that we did back on September 26th in Los Angeles at the gorgeous Dynasty Typewriter Theater. It was heady AF to be standing on a stage again, blinded by the stage lights, feeling the energy of the audience, excited and nervous and hopped up on a sugar-free energy drink, which I like to drink alcoholically before any public speaking. It's my potion. Anyway, you're about to hear our guests, poet Morgan Parker, Gentry McShane, who runs the meme account Cat Power Man 5K, beloved icon Rachel True, tarot creator and star of The Craft, of course, among other things, and the enigmatic and elegant artist and musician, Perfume Genius. Here we go. You guys, the curtains just opened magically by a disembodied voice. This has never happened to me before. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, thanks for coming to Your Magic Live. We are so psyched to be back in real life doing shows with people. We tried doing one of these um, on the internet at some point during the pandemic, and it was cute, but it just wasn't the same. So this is very exciting. Thanks for getting vaccinated so we can all like be together again. Um, yeah, clap for yourself. Um, you know, this is a show of the Your Magic podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify, where I interview people that I adore and read their tarot cards. And I'll be doing similar things today. Um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of like an astrological like weather forecast. Um, Mercury went retrograde at midnight. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, if you're like, is it? It is. It, it is. And it's just the first day. So and it's in it's in Libra. I don't know what that means exactly. Like, I mean, you know, like, like bad, like, like miscommunication with partnerships, perhaps. I'm not sure. Um, also, just like 10 minutes ago, uh, the moon and Neptune just started having this like, like fight. They're fighting in the sky. And so it's making everyone delusional. So you're like, am I delusional right now? You are. But it's going to be worse for Gemini's and Pisces, but you guys won't even notice it. You won't even notice it. Business as usual, okay? Don't worry about it. Everybody else is gonna be like, you know. Um, sorry. I love all the signs equally. Every sign is beautiful. Um, Elvira is gay. That's really exciting. That's very exciting. It's a great way to kick off spooky season, which in my world has already happened. Um, and I just think that now we just need to find out that Elvira is also actually Dolly Parton. And then just like full circle and that we've all gotten like the, the Elvira vaccine actually which is amazing. Um, she can definitely stick me with a needle. All right, well, I'm gonna just start bringing guests out. This is like a talk show where I talk to people that um, are super interesting. And I'm really psyched about our first guest. She is the author of uh, There Are Things More Beautiful Than Beyonce, Magical Negro. She has a young adult book that just came out. Please welcome the amazing Morgan Parker. Morgan Parker, Morgan Parker. Hello. Oh my God, I missed audiences. Hello, please laugh at me. I just like really am starved for it. So, um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna read a couple witchy uh, joints. I told my therapist I tried to meditate and she laughed. I can't leave the house because I'm invisible. 
The landscape is like really hectic vibes. I've been thinking, God damn it. I'm trying to get whole. I snake wheat fields. I'm obsessed with how people are wrong. They are ugly and so am I. I am perfect because I know everything. I carry a light made out of your mouth. Here we are. We are sick, but we will not be sick forever. I have three heads, so I'm perfect. Snow at my feet, blood, moon in my pussy, anything good you can find in the dark. Slouching toward Beyonce. <laughs> Who reads her horoscope in secret and bathes her loose strings in holy watercolor, cucumbers over the temple. Her body is like mine. It is filled with holes. It starts black and stays black. I keep thinking the only city left is outer space, where we lived before we had tongues. Things don't fall apart. They find new homes. Down here, there's a thing called skin. I keep mine clean. There are things called medication and days. They are hard to believe. I am tired, so I wife myself. Down here, the boys are theoretical. I shrink their hearts. I say spells because I'm magic. Fire is another word for absolute sunset on a high cliff. I am never afraid to jump. Oh, Beyonce, I love you. Your fragments like a map. I think I am addicted. You soaked blue. You trouble in my sight. The beast has come at last. Hair of a cattail and legs of a palm. The truth like a bowl of seeds. The secret album, Midnight. Oh, vessel of womanhood, I am loosed upon the world with dust and filed nails. All my life I turn water into wine. This the hour I lower my shoulders, my second coming, split screen, clouds like orchid bulbs in the throat. The Book of Revelation. Kiss the years, their filth. It's my turn to dress up forlorn and gold, fib through rotting teeth. I'm looking regal, constantly exploding. Do you think I could be a witch? Can shine be caught like a fever? My therapist says something in my core is dark and the surface of my planet too. She says, many creative people, and I can't see a beautiful day if I tried. She says, peace is something people tell themselves. Morgan Parker, thank you so much. I really feel like, I don't know. I don't want to make huge generalizations. I feel like a lot of people turn to poetry to feel connected and to feel less alone. And your poetry really does that trick. It's like there's this brilliant, funny, honest person just sitting in the room oh. with you. And it, it, I feel so connected reading That's your shit. That's the goal. So you just wrote a young adult book called Who Put This Song On? What, how did it feel to, to like write YA and be in that voice? Um, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really weird, especially because I never, as a young adult, read young adult novels. 
because I was pretentious. Mm-hmm. And they weren't as good as they are it's now. It's true. Like, there wasn't, it was like, I'm not a horse girl, so <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on. Like, it was like Sweet Valley High. Uh, yeah, like, Sweet yeah. Valley. Like, I'm yeah. not blonde, and yeah. I didn't have a horse, so yeah. there's not that much to read. Nothing for you. Um, so that was weird. And also, like, I, yeah, I'm just, like, a weird kid, so... A lot of it was <laughs> the editors being like, this doesn't sound like a kid. And I'm like, this is from my notebooks. So, <laughs> like, that was a, another weird part of it is that yeah. it's, you know, a very autobiographical, I think. But, of course, you know, nothing really happened to me, so you have to make up tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the core of the characters is, is based on my experience. So, And I did rely, especially because it's about... Uh, learning I was depressed in high school and going through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did go back to a lot of my old journals and like past notes that my oh, friends and I have. Like I keep everything. Treasures. So it was really intense just to go back to that and remember like what that voice is mm-hmm. and what all the feelings were. What's your astrological makeup? I am a Sagittarius. Yes, you are. Times a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a stellium? You have yeah. a few planets in Sagittarius. My, um, so my chart mm-hmm. looks like it's like a cluster in one area. It looks so unbalanced that it's just like, oh, like I'm just missing like a whole half of a personality. <laughs> No, it's just that everything's having a party in Sagittarius. There's a party and everyone's there in Sagittarius. I feel like Sagittarius energy is so sort of like forever young. It seems like it would be such a great match for you to write YA because you feel like you have a connection to sort of like, I don't know, young people or like your own young self. Certainly. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like part of that is that I, well, I'm a Gemini rising. So I do have like a lot of, selves yeah um and 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 also as an artist that's just like kind of how I experience the world Mm -hmm. so it is it is nice to spend some intentional time with that you know teen yeah who you know she'll appear anyway so (laughs) to be able to make that time and and you know look at her in the face and talk to her I love that you know we get to hang out with her just to like tell her it's all gonna be okay Mm -hmm. yeah God, Morgan Parker, thank you so much for being on thank Your Magic you. Live. Clap for this genius. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Morgan. Our next person out here is Gentry McShane, who you might actually know as Cat Power Man 5000. Um, he's, we, and we don't need this for, for him. We don't need it. Thank you so much, though. This is the best theater. Will you please clap for everybody who works at Dynasty Typewriter? So sweet, so amazing. Just like our next, our next uh, creator coming out here, Gentry. Come on out. This is Cat Power Man Five Thousand. You might know him from the internet. That was amazing. Hi, hi. So good to be here. It's so awesome to be here. Um, you are my favorite meme producer. Thank what you. What do people who what do you make memes? What do, what do you say? What do you call yourself? A meme. A meme machine? Well, so, I mean, at first I, went, I didn't always do my own memes. Okay. I just kind of, like, collected them. You were a meme collector. Would, right, so I would, like, curate yeah. a meme okay. collection um, yes. online. And then um, as I started looking at memes so much, I, you know, couldn't help but... Did you, like, train? you trained your brain? Kind so you think of. Uh, you think memeing can be learned? Um, I do. I think okay. it can be learned. I think it's about kind of how you relate to ideas and or take ideas that maybe feel really personal and then how you relate them to other people. Yeah, yeah. it is a whole new way of communicating. 
It is, yeah. That's like for our time. Yeah, I mean, it should. There's ways that it can be toxically communicated for sure. as well. But yeah, yeah I we mean, ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sure, of course, sure. yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm delusional. We are having a delusional transit right now, but I really feel like you led the charge to free Britney. I feel like it's all on you. I feel like you were the first person that I really heard. I didn't even know anything. I didn't know Britney was in trouble until <laughs> until Cat Power Man 5000 told me, and I was shocked, and now she's free. Has she thanked you? Yeah, I hear that from a lot of people, and I, I think it's really nice Like when people associate me with that. Um, you know, I started posting about it um, when I first heard about it, which was like right after she um, had got committed by her dad. And so I was like, huh, that's weird. And I saw like kind of like a movement building around it online. And um, like these people that were kind of like, like didn't really know how to be activists, I felt like, you know, I saw a lot of like younger, like maybe younger people or people that were, um, you know, just kind of more pop oriented and they were just kind of like trying to push this thing and I thought oh, okay well what if we like tie this into some other things going on uh -huh. you know? and so that's kind of what I tried to do with my account was yeah that very that cool yeah. yeah so fun and so and, and like also so serious and you haven't stopped with your Britney love no what you got not. in your little leather cap there well so this is my free Britney leather daddy hat and um <laughs> <laughs> And inside of it is Britney tarot cards that I made. <gasps> Could we get some imagery up here to share with the crowd? So you're making a Britney Spears um, tarot deck. Right. So I've, I've designed the entire Major Arcana, which actually I think I might just leave it at that because when I first learned tarot, I just kind of pulled out the Major Arcana there first. There are decks that are just the Major Arcana. Right. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, that's okay. totally legit. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's just the Major Arcana. Um, but yeah, so. Are you gonna, uh, can you take us through it a little bit? Okay. So this is The Fool. Oh yeah, what a dreamer. This is her first single, as everyone knows. But um, <laughs> you know, she didn't know what was ahead of her. <laughs> neither do you. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just let, uh, let, let our, oh yeah. Oh, The Magician. Okay. So this was the follow-up, obviously, mm -hmm. to The Fool. But Making um, shit happen in that outfit. Exactly, mm -hmm. making it happen. So that's that's the magician, the high priestess. Lots of mystery, intrigue. Do we ever really know the real Britney? Wow, is that like the Mona Lisa but Britney? It is. Yes, she has a song called Mona Lisa. So each one has like a um, has like a song that goes with okay. it. Okay. Um, Mona Lisa was a weird song that she tried to tried to release on an album called Original Doll that was never released. But um, in it, she says something about like being cloned. And I was like, that's weird, you know? Whoa. So there was like this kind of weird conspiracy around her cloning or something like yes. that. Yes. I smell a deep internet dive ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> the Chariot. Perfect. So the song for The Chariot is Work Bitch. Um, <laughs> I want this deck so bad. Oh my God. Okay. I love how much thought you put into this. This is like deep. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, the Hermit. So I. <laughs> Oh my God, this is the best one. It's pretty good. I really don't like using paparazzi photos of her, um, mm. but I really like this one because it's just, it looks just like the, the, the hermit, hermit that I'm familiar yeah. with. Yeah. The hood, so. yes. Um, and it's hermit vibes big time. Yeah. Mm. And the song for the hermit is Touch of My Hand, which is like a masturbatory kind of song about getting in touch with yourself. Nice, yeah. nice. 
Um, the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> this is her slot machine in Vegas, obviously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the song for Wheel of Fortune is um, Why Should I Be Sad, where she says, I sent you to Vegas with a pocket full of papers. She's talking about Kevin Federline. <laughs> the Tower. So um, this is uh, this was a weird choice because it was like, this is her like big number that she did at the VMAs where it, w it went really poorly, supposedly. Um, I think it's great. Like when I watch it now, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> you know, but I think at the time people were It was were the like, beginning of the end for her for a moment. Right. And I think people didn't really know how to take it. Um, but she was obviously just overworked at this point and really tired. The song that she sang in this was Give Me More. So that's the, the song for this card, which is kind of just... You know, you've you've given everything you can give, and and uh, people want more. So that's kind and of the, the tower. It all for comes me. crashing down. Yeah. Yep. Mm. You know, while I have you out here, we solicited some some questions from folks in the audience. Oh. So should you? What? How do you feel about pulling some cards from your yeah. Britney deck out of your leather hat? Yeah. You don't all right. Have to go through all of them. All right, you're gonna like this one. You're gonna like this one. We'll just do. We'll just do a couple. Like, get you out here. Should I happily explode my life in pursuit of an old love interest? Uh, oh, let's see. Thank you for that, audience. That was like a deep, hmm, collective, hmm. What does Brittany say? The lovers. Whoa, whoa. Now, the lovers being like somewhat of a neutral card almost in a situation like this, don't you think it's saying go for it, make that decision? I think it it could be saying that, but it could also be saying, um, you know, that maybe you can think about all the ways that you can love that person and maybe sometimes you can love them by not being in a relationship with them. Mm, by not exploding your life. Mm. Do you want to pick like a, like a card for like, what if they do explode their life? And then what if they don't explode their life? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yes, do you like that? that? Okay. We'll leave that Exploding one. explosions first. Okay. okay. My, my explanation thing right here now. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I just pulled the Empress. For exploding the life? Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's a very gentle card it for is. an explosion. It mm. is. It's, it's maybe saying that nurturing is the way to go. You yeah. Yeah. Um, the Empress, I think, is a good reminder to be patient. Like, sometimes when you pull the Empress, it's like, oh, you know, like, I, I'm so mad at this person, but you can just kind of see them as a child. Like, oh, I like you know, that. Yeah. So maybe it's like, go towards that person, but maybe you don't have to, maybe it doesn't have to be so explosive. Right. Maybe put the TNT aside. Is there another way? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And what if they don't? What if they're like, you know, you're in the past? What if they leave the past to the past? The High Priestess. Oh, God, it's like two goddesses duking it out, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they're so similar to each other. They are similar, but um, mm. I feel like the big difference is that the high priestess is maybe, like, a little more wise. I think so, way. too, because mm. the empress can be a little co. Yeah. She can be a little codependent. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. I don't know what that, you know, what kind of answer that, that I, leads to. I, I, I would, if, if this person was paying me cold, hard cash, <laughs> I, I would tell them... Your higher self knows to, to not do it. That's what I would say. But what a pivotal moment for them to have to consider it like it feels like. Yeah, this is exciting. Sure. I like this deck so much because it's all, it being all major arcanas, everything's like really intense. Right. You know? Well, that, there's the, that powerful aspect of it. But I also like that it kind of can open people up to learning about tarot who maybe don't. Yes. Or maybe you feel intimidated by it or something. Yeah. You know, it's And like opening up tarot people to learning about Brittany. 
Exactly. Happening right here, you Goes know. Both ways, um, sure. Thank you so much yes, for being absolutely. on your magic. Thank you guys. Listen, are you, you guys, shouldn't Gentry do like a Kickstarter to produce this goddamn deck? Right? Wouldn't you buy it? Wouldn't you buy it? I would buy it. Cool. Okay. Thank you guys. You're welcome. You guys, I'm so psyched for our next guest. Um, you know, she's done so many amazing things. And I just have, even though this was so long ago, it's it remains important forevermore. Rachel True was the iconic role of Rochelle in The Craft. And that's so important. Um, she's an actress. She created her own tarot book, True Heart Intuitive Tarot, which I have here. She's a badass Scorpio, and I love her. Please welcome Rachel True. You know, a lot of these folks have been on the Your Magic podcast, right? Like, Rachel was on it, and we had such a great time talking, but, like, we've never met each other. But we had this, like, fun time hanging out. And now here we are, in the flesh. Like, what's been going on? You've been in Atlanta. You were shooting a movie. I was in Atlanta. I don't know if any of you have gotten a chance to see this documentary I did called um, Hara Noir. Um... Or, in, or I call it Hoa Noir, but it's Hara <laughs> Noir. It's really good. It basically talks about um, the history of black people in horror oh, movies I love and this. the reflection of that. And it's funny. It's entertaining. It's a million things that I didn't expect. Uh, but the, now they've gone on and we're doing a scripted like horror, you know, like like uh, you know uh, Twilight Zone kind of thing. So I was yes. in Atlanta doing that. That was my first time post pandemic around people. And um, that's why I was like, okay, I'll do this. Because it feels kind of nice to be out and with each other, Doesn't right? it? Yeah. You guys having fun? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Um, well, that's really exciting. When is the movie going to come out? That'll be out Halloween. Perfect. Halloween. What's it It'll called? It'll be on AMC and Shudder. And it's called Horror Noir uh, Black Horror Anthology. Oh, it's an an I love anthologies. I love horror anthologies. So you've made a tarot deck. What? What? prompted you to make a tarot deck it's such a huge undertaking it's like 78 cards, 78 cards. you're and stepping into into tradition yeah, yet you must innovate tradition and i wrote a book too mm -hmm. uh which i didn't even bring because that's how i roll but it's like <laughs> a book with 22 memoir essays in it and then a how-to for the tarot but it's just something that's always been a sense of comfort for me it's just always been something i imagine for you too like a sense of comfort in my life because mm -hmm. I think, and I, what I say with the book too is like, you know, if you're used to just calling up your friends and being like, Bleh, <laughs> this is really good to get your own deck and kind of use it to self-soothe mm -hmm. and maybe even process a little bit before we talk to other people. Not that you can't blah all over your friends, you certainly can, but I have found in my own life, it kind of, I had to learn my cool down period. You know what I mean? Like wh when I get some news or something, ugh, I had to, Tarot kind of taught me that, that if as a Scorpio <laughs> with very little air in my chart, um, if I found my cool down period, then I wasn't going to wreck dynamics, relationships, friendships, because I would have thought about it a little bit. Or had the tarot helped me discern what's real and what's Memorex, which is a really old expression that you young people don't even know what Memorex is, do you? Plus, there's like, there's something about when your friend comes to you, when they're like, blah, this happened, or if they're like, so I pulled the tower card today. And you're just like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. You know, I you're mean, just re- you're ready. You're like, you've already been, okay. Well, because it right. is the hero's journey. So, right, if they say, I pulled this card, you know pretty much where they're, or they're at on their journey or where they're coming from or going. Rather than the minutiae, like, I can't, you can't expect someone to live in the minutiae of your brain. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard, hard enough f- to do it on your own. That's what I'm saying. It's really hard for me <laughs> with my own brain. So I like to kind of um, do that favor for myself and other people. I always say, too, like, for all the newly minted TikTok witchlings, like, learn to walk or before you fly your broomstick. Like, learn some of the basics of this is so handy for the rest of whatever your particular magical practice is. Listen, let's help some people. Right. Some people have problems out there in the audience. Do you have Do you Wait. have your deck with you? Because I, I have a copy of your deck. I do have my deck with me. Oh, and you've oh got Oh my God, it. look, we have Gentry Forgot the Lovers. Ah, the Lovers well, are sticking around. Well, how perfect. It's a choice okay. for something. And you have the Super Harsh deck too, which the, I like. <laughs> I always say- The Toth yeah. deck, the Super Harsh deck. I do the, I like to use different decks for different moods. Mm-hmm. You know, like I designed my deck to kind of feel like um, a comfortable hug from a friend and sometimes I want that but other times I'm like no break me down <laughs> to the I have had people when I went to give them a reading with the Toth deck they were like no not that deck and I had to go get the Daughters of the Moon round lesbian deck with no harsh edges <laughs> just the nice I, the nice I, round deck I love the um, the mother piece another one I've... with no harsh edges here we go here we go um, let me see okay should I maintain my relationship with my ex as friends? I would say, like, what does it look like if she does that, right? Like, that's what we want to see, like... Something I was saying, we were talking about a tiny bit backstage, how mm-hmm. we phrase questions, yeah. right, to ourselves, but yeah. also to the deck, I think is super important. So say that again. It says, should I maintain my relationship with my ex as friends? I'm an intuitive reader, right, as so many of you are. So of course, right, she's question. I also am listening to my body and what I'm picking up on, and I get this weird energy I don't, here's what I'm going to (laughs) say. I am friends with most of my exes. And I mean friends. We don't fuck. We're just friends. Because (laughs) it's somebody else's problem now. Um, (laughs) But... I, that's kind of what I picked up and I have no idea who you are if it's valid for you but what I just picked up this energy here and I thought depends like if you still have intentions on them right your motivations are super important here because if you can truly be friends with them without any expectation um, I think I get yes but I also get a bit of a prince of wands is what we get, right? Mm. So there's this fiery energy there, and it's a bit of a mercurial character, right? Mm-hmm. Come in and out. Um, yeah. Super fun sex. Um, <laughs> probably, or not anymore. I don't know where you're at with it. But I get the sense of, like, there's still this, which yeah. could be a little dangerous, you know? Do you want to set your house afire? It sounds seems to me like some rules. Um, we get that. Is that the hairpin? The hairpin. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna say with some ground rules, sure. Like you have free will. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, really though. So the question is, do you want to? You know, that's probably what I'm. Sometimes I get selfish too. What would I? get out of staying friends with my ex you know what I mean <laughs> again what are your motivations but Asa just kind of popped out and so I'll say it looks like if you set some ground rules decide whether it's sexual or non-sexual or just friends whatever that would probably be fine Ace of um, Dis but it also like with that Prince of Wands I'm 
I'm just saying there's a re there's probably a reason it's your ex, right? So that may flare up in the friendship too, period. Right. That's unpredictable with that Prince of Wands. It it's is. like but it looks like with the, the Hierophant and the discs, there's potential for like a grounded new yeah. path together. Absolutely. Mm hmm Depending on who's con I mean uh, I got a controlling sense too, but that's your You're you're being psychic right that's now. That's your problem. She's not being mine. psychic right now. This <laughs> is this I is extra most special. People who read are, right? I mean, my thing, I had a big discussion with Feruza Balk, who's in the craft. And I said, everyone's magical and everyone's psychic. She's like, no, they're not. And I was, <laughs> I was like, you know who they are? And then she hissed at you. <laughs> no, um, and the, but All right, here's another one. I stopped talking to some white friends last year after oh. George Floyd. Didn't we all, girl? <laughs> Boy, whoever. <laughs> they want to start playing Dungeons and Dragons again. <laughs> Should I join them? It's like... There's the there's the cards you pull about the friend and then the cards you pull about Dungeons and Dragons. I know, but like, do I need to pull a card on this one? <laughs> but I will. Yeah. I said I would. Uh, once again, I say the number one thing is everyone has free will, right? So... Mm -hmm. It's a lot of your... I like this, like, Scorpio version of tarot reading where people are like, should I do this? And you're like, do what you want. <laughs> you know, it's just like tough-ass Scorpio 90s. I could pick a card, but <laughs> why don't you do what you want? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> At this point, like, I'm six million years old. I'm like, I don't give a... I do care. So, listen. It's not, it's not that I don't care, but questions like that, I'm like, listen, here's the thing. Would I do that without a conversation? No, but if you would, that's your thing, person. I'm trying to train myself to stop saying, hey, you guys from um, Electric Company and, and man, because that's so 70s, you know? But I say I'm, man all the time. I, I kind of just lean into how 70s it is. I know, I'm like, hey, but I, I don't want to bother anyone. So listen, <laughs> this is the three cards, because I was like, one ain't enough. This yeah. one also, interestingly enough, I don't do, in my book, I talk about how I don't do reversals. It's just the way I read doesn't, great if you do. I go by higher love vibe energy, right? Because it's not too hard for me to discern. If I'm fighting with a friend and the 10 of cups comes up, well, then it's not upright, is it? I don't need it reversed. <laughs> If I know there's no kinship and joy, that's how I read. Everyone's different, but so what I pick up is like Ace of Ace of Swords, which is a, a clear conversation that is not ruled by emotions. But she's not like bitchy. She's just like, no, don't try to sway me with the puppy in the corner. Let's talk facts. So I believe with a conversation. But I don't know. Here's what I get. The fact, here's what I get, honestly. I don't know. You can find a different group, right? Like of people who are aware and, and aligned with your vibration. Energy, frequency, vibration. So I think a lot of us get stuck in friendship traps with people that were just there. They're used to, we don't want to be lonely. But we're complaining about them to our therapists. We're complaining about them to our other friends. And I'm saying, don't be the person who just complains. Do something about it, right? Like active participation to me is what tarot's about, what life's about. So if I was going to play Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of maybe possibly unaware, not quite racist, but possibly, you know, I think it's a loaded situation. Seven of um, um, swords, Ooh, right? Yeah. But yeah. the thing about this card, I'll say you can be uh, clever like a fox. You know, that's part of this card. Or you could be uh, you could be dealing with underhanded stuff. So it just depends. I think the greater thing I heard in that thing is 
you know, for me, I just would love to see you vibrate with people that you don't have to drop because they're not willing to have social commentary with you. Wheel of Fortune, Ooh. you know, says to me that there may be a blurred group of blur black nerds out there playing Dungeons and Dragons. Or yes. A, an integrated group of other people where you might meet funner, more like-minded people. It's a little trickier than the group you already know, but I'm saying take a risk. All right. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. Here's another one. How will talking to my parents about their vax status before I visit home go? How will that go? They want to peek into the future. I know. What's it look see. like? What's it look like to have the... So... I mean... Mom, Dad, <laughs> Nana, Papa... <laughs> You know what? It looks like uh, it could be fruitful. It looks like you probably, I mean, I get the sense maybe I get eight of discs, right? So maybe you've already been talking to them a little bit. You've already prepped them a bit and that some of your groundwork may be paying off with them. That's they that. know you. Yeah. They and know you. They know. But like... also, you know them. So I'm saying know the work that you've done, but also like in this particular card, most cards, it's a solo person, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be okay with your work as it is even before you get the accolades and the recognition. So some of the conversations that you may have had with them already that you may have, you may not get the response you want in that exact moment, but it has resonated. What mm -hmm. would you add to the Eight of Pentacles for that? You know, I'm so brainwashed by the Toth deck, so I, You're like, <laughs> That's I've been reading with it for so long, Fair you enough. know, so exclusively. But when I read with, like when I read with your book at home, like I always go by your, like I don't pay attention to that. You know, I only go by what your meanings are. And I do that with all the different decks uh. I use. But I am thinking of how in the Toth deck it's prudent. You know what I mean? And so I, I also feel like it's a little message from the tarot of like, you've got to have this conversation with them. You know, it's really important to have the conversation. I agree. Mm -hmm. I just, for some reason, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to exactly tell you what you want to hear. Well, who's that? Who's that? The devil. Oh, Jesus. So that's, I'm just... <laughs> Just the devil. Are uh, your is your family a bunch of lying liars like so many of our families are? Or do they just are they drunk and have a back and alien good time all the time? Mm. See, I'm going for the okay. optimistic yeah. side yeah. of the devil. <laughs> no, I just think like you may it could cause if you push it too far, then that's that. But I think if you know when you've been heard, when you once we start repeating ourselves over and over again to people that we're trying to convince, that's when you know that's I'm saying to you, that's your sign. Like I'm now repeating myself. Ah, uh, let me go do some work on how mm -hmm. to approach this from another way with them mm -hmm. yeah it is about strategy with that virgo influence yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. okay we got well, uh, one more here one more should i have a baby in this burning world <laughs> <laughs> oh i know that's such a personal converse the <laughs> it's such a personal thing yeah that, um you know what I does it look like what does it look like if this person has the baby in the burning world. You, uh, my gut says have the baby. Your baby could save this burning world. But mm. let's... No push. pressure, baby. Yeah, I'm not... It's just the chosen child, that's all. <laughs> it's to cure climate change. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Oh, listen, I get five of cups, right? So mm. here's my question for you, because I don't know you. I'm not sitting with you. I don't know your energy. Would you be super sad if you didn't? Hmm. Yeah. You know? Is that something you really want? But your anxiety is going, but this world could explode. So I'm going to say, I'm going to pull one more, but I'm going to say, if it's been something, you, you know, I don't know, it's been a sense of something around it, kind of a heavy energy. Maybe there was one in the past. Maybe there were different situations in the past where you didn't have a baby. I'm going to say, yeah, have the baby. Wheel of Fortune. Oh, wow. Like, have the baby. Do everybody here, pulling a card or not, do the things you think will bring you joy, even if 
you know, the world is like, like during the pandemic, I did a lot of things, but I also like, was like, I'm gonna sew, and I sewed all these weird historical outfits, and I was like, well, when the world ends, I'll be the tailor, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> just do the things that, that keep you going, and um, yes, it's a big decision having a child that you shouldn't rely just on a reader or anyone, and it's obviously your own choice with yourself. But Wheel of Fortune says absolutely yes, because I think there's a, something in you where you would be sad if you did not have a baby. 100%, yeah. Rachel True, thank you so much for I'm coming here. here, dropping your esoteric knowledge on the people, changing the directions of folks' lives in the audience. Thank you for having me. We are so excited me. about your horror noir. That's what it's called. So that'll be on um, AMC and Shudder. Okay. And, um, and the book is called True Heart Intuitive Tarot. And it's such a good every deck. Everywhere books are sold. And I'm super proud because most doctors don't write their own books. And I was like, I'm all right. This shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do it myself. Anyway, bye. Have a lovely afternoon. Bye, Rachel True. You guys, I'm so psyched about our next guest. I'm so happy that he's here with us. He's popping by for a tarot reading. It's Perfume Genius, who is such an incredible artist, musician, dancer. Yes, yes, come on out. Writer, writer of Hi. the most absurd pornography I've ever read. Oh, you read? So beautiful. Okay. So great. Thank you. thank you for they know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're a Libra. Yeah. And you just had a birthday. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh my God! Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank oh my you. God! Did I you can't do? Can't actually see anybody, but I'm, I'm facing you. You did. Oh, right here. I like <laughs> yeah. looking out to the blackness. It makes me feel a lot calmer. Um, did you do anything special for your birthday? I got a really brutal massage. Nice. What else did I do? Do you have like little like cupping marks all over your back right now? She just was like walking wow. on me, really digging those toes cool. in too. Which I like. They had bars on the ceiling. So. Oh my god, it was one of those ones. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It's nice to do things like that on your birthday. Mm -hmm. um, do you enjoy being a Libra? I feel like, as somebody who doesn't know you at all, but knows your art, you just seem like you are ringing all the most beautiful things out of the Libra yeah, vibe. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, just like, but but how does it feel? Do you like it? I think so. Yeah. I don't identify with all of it. Mm -hmm. What parts do you think are like bullshit? Bullshit? Mm -hmm. Probably none of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I am dedicated to harmony. Mm -hmm. I do love harmony. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> And that can be paralyzing yeah. and make me indecisive, mm -hmm. trying to figure out, because that you know harmony is not always possible. Do you um are, do you have any astrological signs that you particularly vibe with or really like? I love Scorpio women. Mm -hmm. I love. You must have been in hog heaven back there in the green room. <laughs> then. It's crawling Scorpio with Scorpios. Um, who else do I like? <laughs> who do I like? Weirdly, not weirdly. I guess it's weirdly. I like Capricorns. I um, I find them like hard. They are hard like as conceptually, fuck. Conceptually, but then in practice, I have a lot of fun with them. Mm -hmm. But we're just very different. Mm -hmm. you know? They need to be pushed to have fun. Yeah, but I like that because yeah. I'm I, I like to torture people and <laughs> um, with, with good times. Well, just like 
to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what's really fun about Capricorns is that they approach they approach everything like a job. Mm-hmm. So if you get a Capricorn that realizes that maybe fun is important, then fun becomes their job. That makes you sense know? to me. Yeah. I know one of those goofy mm-hmm. ass mm-hmm. Capricorns. What's the rest dedicated. of your um, astrological chart? Do you know it? I'm Taurus rising uh-huh. in Virgo moon. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very nice. You're like, you really are a Venusian mm. with that Venus. Venus. Venus is because Venus in Scorpio. Rules, it just. For me. Oh, it is in Scorpio for you. Your Venus is in Scorpio. Oh, so you're like super intense in the sack. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> um, but also you have a lot of Venus. You have like your, your sun is ruled by Venus and your rising is ruled by Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, okay, I want to talk about your, your art a little bit. Okay. And I'm wondering, um, do you feel like your, well, I want to talk about your art and your spiritual practice. Like, do you feel like they connect it all? Do you feel any, like, did you connect to something like bigger or mystical through the art that you make? Yeah, I think that's the whole driving force behind it. Yeah. It all feels sort of. To me, when I feel the most spiritual is when I feel really hyper-present. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, the only way I got there was through writing and music. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't part of my daily life. So, Do you feel like that um, in performance as well? How do you feel about performing? I do now. It took a long time. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I feel really safe when I'm alone. <laughs> and writing, I feel even safer. I feel like I'm... I don't know, kind of creating and directing a space for me to like show up mm-hmm. finally. So, you know, shows don't always feel like that. Do you I feel mean, like they, there's... I do. I forget that people are there to see me and they like me. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know why in my head that's not part of the um, story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a sober person. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a sober person as well. I feel like that's such a classic sober person problem yeah. in the head of a sober person mm-hmm. of just like nobody likes me and then yeah. you're just like you're sitting on stage but with I still like feel people. like I should have a show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> totally mm-hmm. um are you I know that you were on a little bit of a tour because my sperm donor saw you in Tucson and oh, said yeah? you were amazing yes and in Tucson sperm donor mm-hmm. <laughs> cool yeah I heard you were <laughs> It was really fun. Are you going um, on more tours? Do you have shows coming up? In November, yeah. We're going up the West Coast. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Do you like being on the road? Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's not really sustainable. It's really taxing. Yeah. Um, And I'm old. Er, I'm old. So. It's hard to just like make a meal out of like a truck stop snack. I mean, I can do that. (laughs) What's your favorite? Do you have have a hack? Um, I just kind of do whatever. I don't have any like boundaries or I don't ever do anything like intentionally, you know? So I just do whatever is around. But (laughs) 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 so yeah, that's not sustainable really. (laughs) You know, it's easier for me to like arrange my life kind of Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a little spiritual practice or anything when you are at home? Or what does that look like? If you, I know it can be personal, but I do now. Yeah, I did a dance piece, and I was dancing, fully dancing with the company and mm-hmm. singing too. And something about the rehe- through the rehearsals and the physical part 
of it became like um, the only other time I had felt like that was when I was writing. Mm -hmm. But it was something I could do that I didn't need a piano or, I don't know, some sort of official thing. I mean, I probably shouldn't do it at the mall, the dancing that I'm doing, <laughs> but, but I do. It's just a way to kind of conjure that feeling in my yeah. body. And it's not really even dancing. I just sort of roll really slowly around. <laughs> but it feels spiritual because I, I think essentially it's just a dramatic way of being really present. You yeah. know, I'm just I'm like smelling, thinking about my elbow, you know, and then I feel kind of empty and I'm rolling, feel empty and then things come in. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what like doing rituals are and things like sometimes if I'm doing something, doing witchy things, I like you could just feel really self-conscious and goofy and be like, what am I? Who do I think I am? What's happening? But mm -hmm. it really is just a moment to just be super present. Yeah. You know, and like tinker with things and, and be really super thoughtful for whatever is actually there for whatever is watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whoever's behind the computer simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I read your tarot cards? Yeah. Do you have a question? Is there anything you want to <sighs> know that you don't mind sharing with the I had to class? think of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I was trying to think of something that I would um, include everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's the key for I guess something like this. What I've been thinking about is I, I feel like when I got sober, when I started making music, they felt like big shifts in my life, like a big pivot or a big shift. And I feel like I'm in one right now, but I don't really know if it's internal or external, like I'm having a hard time sorting through which is which. So you're you're unsure if like you should be sort of pursuing a new direction like personally or if you should be pursuing a new direction professionally, creatively? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Or just interpersonally, is it is it actually about other people or is it something about me? Like do I need to, sh to change where I'm living or change how I feel about where I do live? Things okay. like that. Okay, all right. So, all right. So this is good. This is good. I actually love helping people figure out like how to pick the cards. So, okay. so, okay. So like thinking about what your options are, like, well, what would you do if it was this or that? So you would maybe move. I that's mean, I'm just using that as an example. Oh, okay. <laughs> for well, something well, that's a little reader. more you can't, Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay. We can do codes. We can do codes. So codes. So yeah. Like I could either. Um, let's you see. Can How can I do it in codes? Wait, it's going to be wait. exactly like me just saying what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I could either go somewhere that I have always gone. Okay. <laughs> or Kay. I could go somewhere I didn't think I'd ever go. <laughs> All right, this is perfect. But feels like I should. All right. So why don't you shuffle the cards thinking what does it look like if I continue to go where I have always gone okay so now I'm going to pick three cards okay. for that up here and now compare and contrast shuffle asking what does it look like if I go somewhere I have never gone before all right so to to continue going where you've gone wealth ten of discs love two of cups and yet the prince of cups says it's not enough, you know? It's interesting, it's interesting. The 10 of cups, I mean the 10 of discs um, means that like something has really been established. Like whatever this, this thing is that you've been doing, this place you've been going, mm -hmm. like you've really mastered it, you know? Like it's very, 
it's paid off for you, uh-huh. and you can you can kind of just retire there for the rest of your life if you, if you want. Um, and there's love there. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're not necessarily, even though it might be a little less exciting than something new. You're not totally bored. I mean, there's an active appreciation for it, and um, and it's probably mutual. It gives you something as well. But that Prince of Cups is just not happy, and he kind of knows he needs to make a change. And he's just scared to do it. He's just scared to do it. He's, um, you know, the idea of this guy, he's on this big bird. You guys, I don't know why I'm showing it to you. You probably can't see. But it's a guy on a bird, and the bird's magic, and it can go very high in the air, or it could go very deep into the ocean. And he's not doing either because he's sort of hemming and hawing. He's like, oh, God, but what if I go too high and, you know, Icarus? Or what if I go, you know, too deep and, you know, blobfish, you know, creepy? So he's not doing anything. He's skimming the surface. So it's telling a complicated story. Like, initially, I I'd be like, oh yeah, well of course you should stay where you are. But um, just sort of almost like Rachel True was just talking about, it's like if you know in your guts that it's not enough, what does it look like for you to go somewhere new? The Aeon? Oh fuck, wow. Wow! Okay, if we were in Vegas right now, you would have just won so much money. Holy shit, okay. So um, three major arcana cards, the Aeon, which is about a powerful new beginning, one that you might not even understand if you're ready for, but it's sort of just happening. Um, the universe, which is the biggest cosmic yes of the, of the tarot. It's like, absolutely, it's your destiny. Yes, yes, yes. And then, just in case that's not enough for you, fortune, like, this is good. This is a good thing. Whoa, this is... Um, I, as a tarot reader, love when the readings are like this because it's like a no-brainer. It's like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, all respect to the wealth that Mm -hmm. you have accumulated over here and you're going to bring that with you. And, you know, all, all respect to the love, you know, you appreciate that. But this is like, it's bigger than it's kind of about you walking into your destiny. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I, I wonder if, um, as you know, I, do you think Libras really are indecisive or you think that's, Bad PR. I mean, I don't really have anything to compare it to. Of I mean, course. I can think of somebody else and wonder yeah. if I'm more or less indecisive. <laughs> right, right, right. You don't need to do that. Well, I guess I'm being indecisive about whether I'm indecisive. Well, yeah. Well, but I mean, it is. it makes sense to be indecisive before making a giant life change. Mm-hmm. But also... I wonder if it's like how, how much of it is also just like habit or, or nature. This, but it's... Yeah. 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 This is going to be... Um, exploratory and messy but not maybe as much as you think yeah yeah but at first yeah um but like i feel like whoa because here's the thing with this this um aeon card you can see in the back there is this that's the old pharaoh and then there's this like little ghost of like the new baby pharaoh with his finger in his mouth and so he's the new leader and you're like how the fuck are you going to lead egypt you're like five years old but he's going to do it because it's his destiny he's going to grow into it and so, and I can. yeah, he's adorable. It's totally baby king that you want ruling your land. Um, yeah. So that's you. You're going to be the baby king in a new landscape. You're not going to really be knowing <laughs> what you're doing, but you just have to trust that it's meant to be. And I mean, these are heavy destiny cards. So what I'm thinking is that, like, if you, you probably really do know in your gut that, like, that this is the direction you should go in. Um, and it's not about making a decision or not. It's just, it's almost just about surrendering to your destiny, allowing what you know is happening to happen, allow the direction that you know you're being drawn to mm-hmm. just pull you, pull you. I guess, I mean, you're sober, so yeah. allowing yeah. 
things to pull me has traditionally been really unsafe. Sure. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Totally, so yeah, yeah. The only way I feel like that I've, it's not true, but it feels like it's true. The only way that I've maintained that I have built this is by kind of living against my instincts in, um, yeah, living against my instincts so that I don't just destroy anything. I don't destroy me. I don't destroy my partner. I don't, I pay rent. I keep making music, you know? And so this idea that I could let some of that down in which I've done and which the world has done lately and then some like latent or not latent whatever stuff starts kind of creeping up but kind of listening to that stuff feels dangerous. That I really understand that, and um, and there is fear in this Prince of Cups card. You know, it's not for nothing that he's not making a decision. There mm -hmm. is he is worried. You know, because it, the stakes feel high, um, but it is it is you know, and I I totally get what you're saying about being an alcoholic too. It's like really hard to tell. Like, is this just me being yeah. like wanting to blow up my life, or am I really like this is my one precious human life? Should I take a chance mm -hmm. and go over here? Um, but that's why it's so helpful to have tarot cards <laughs> when yeah. you can't make your own decision. You can just pull tarot cards. Um, and it looks really, really good for you. It does not look like an unhealthy thing, you know, it, and it looks like, um, you know, you might just be surrendering to the higher forces in your life, uh -huh. you know, in a, in a good way, not surrendering to your own inner, just like yeah. demons. I see no demons okay, here. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Oh my God. Thank you so much for letting me read for yeah. you. Um, I'm excited to see what this is. Just as somebody who observes your life from afar in a non creepy um, way, um, I'm very there'll excited. There'll be a record, probably. It'll, there'll be a record? Yeah. Yes. Very exciting. Um, well, gosh, thank you so much for taking time yeah, out of you your day to me. come here and hang out with all of us. Yeah, it's been really, you. really sweet to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Your Magic. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Your Magic. You can subscribe to us right here on Spotify, you guys. Do what you need to do to never miss an episode. Also, you can sign up for our newsletter at thisisyourmagic.com and get even more musings from our team of spiritual seekers. And you can send us a note at hello at thisisyourmagic.com. We'd love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Molly Elizalde, Tony Gannon, and Vera Blossom. We got production support from Raven Yamamoto. Our executive producers are Ben Cooley, myself, and Molly Elizalde. And our original theme music is by John Kimbrough. Thanks for listening.